Thank you for tuning in to the Rally Point men's meeting this morning. As the men of Rally Point discuss sonship, what is sonship? What is demanded by sonship? And what's our responsibility as sons of God? Tune in and listen as Pastor Wes and the men of Rally Point discuss sonship. Bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just uh, we just honor you this morning. We thank you this morning. Lord, we lift you up this morning, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that you would, uh, Lord, just uh, be with us. Lord, guide us, teach us, lead us. Lord, in all, in all the right ways, Lord, to the answers, Lord, to uh, your presence. Holy Spirit, guide our conversation. And um, yes. Lord, that we might know, Lord, the true meaning of, of sonship, Lord, what that looks like, what that is, Lord. Help us this morning, Lord, as we uh, come together. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So uh, this morning I want to I talk to you about uh, sonship and uh, what that is, what that looks like. Um, who can tell me what is your definition of sonship? What is sonship? What is sonship? All right. Okay. Okay. Any anybody else? Son, son, get Eddie Horton. Let's hear you. Guy that helps you out, a guy that you can count 
that's that's that, that's an awesome definition of friendship. But we're talking about sonship, Ed. <laughs> what, what is friendship? Yeah, we're talking about sons. What does it mean to be a son? Um, Johnny Cambio. Okay, okay, you you kind of you kind of you kind of jump ahead a little bit, right? Um, I think you're you're talking more about the the uh, reward of sonship, or the or the the, the gifting of sonship, right? Well, yeah, yeah. But but what's sonship? What is sonship? Being a son. Yeah. What is it? What is it? What is what is what is it? What is it? It's like think about it, right? So think about any type of a apprenticeship. Um, you know, think of any any type of, of situation where you're becoming something, right? So an extension of the father, right? So so sonship, right? Sonship um, is something is is you're becoming something, right? Yeah. So first, get uh, Alan. Being an extension of the father and and, and uh, copying what the father does to to represent you know your father and and become what he wants you to become representing him in the way he wants to be represented. Okay. By demands. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting closer. Now we're getting closer. Gad Raj. Um, it's pretty much what we're doing right now. We're fellowship, so we're in unity, and being sonship is being in line with God and with other sons. We, we, we become uh, like almost like what John was saying, like heirs, but uh, we're, we're sons of God in unity, and so we become sonship. It's almost like a business, like what Pastor West was saying, it, you know. We're unified, we're together, so we're sonships of God. Hmm. Okay. John Martino. I was thinking um, it's the uh, relationship between a father and son. Uh, uh, In turn, another thought was like um, being adopted into Christ. Once you're adopted, you you become a son, your relationship between you and your father and um, the inheritances that you're entitled to. So all, uh, all, all the yeah. benefits and the blessings, and uh, they come with it, mm. you know? Uh, so, so, so everyone, everyone, um, everyone has, 
has a good definition of, of son, a son, right? And when we talk about, we talk about, like, if, we ask, if I asked you what is a son, right, then your, your definition would be absolutely spot on, right? But when we talk about sonship, right, it's a little bit different in that we are sons. But what did Jesus say? Uh, Jesus said that um, I do as my father does, right? I do everything my father tells me to do. I do as my father does, right? So sonship is the process of becoming like the father. Yeah, all right, so, so we're all in the process of sonship. We're all learning to be like the father, right? Because in, in, inevitably, um, we want to be like Christ, and Christ is like the father, right? Our, our image should be that of God. Right, and and that's sonship. Sonship, just like I was saying before, it's like apprentice an, an apprenticeship, right? Like if you want to be a, a carpenter, you're an apprentice carpenter, right? So you're becoming like the carpenter. You're becoming a carpenter, right? So sonship, in the sense that that we want to look at it today, is the process of of becoming like the father, and we're all in that the process of sonship. Every single one of us, right? We all have different levels. In different yeah. places in that process, but we're all in that process of becoming like the Father, and and yeah. and, and, and in the process of, of, of sonship, you're sons. Yeah. You're just it's, yeah. it's the actual working, if you follow yeah. me. It's the actual working. Yeah. It's the actual process that that God is using to transform you to be like Him, to look like Him, to act like Him, to think like Him, to have a heart like Him. Um, if we look at um, Colossians one. I'll read you 15 to 14. It says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through Him and for Him. He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything, he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. So, yeah. so, so as we look at Jesus, and, and we're, we're, being, we're, being, we're becoming Christ-like, right? Yeah. We're little Christ. So we're becoming yeah. Christ-like. And as we become Christ-like, he is Father-like. So, so he has all the things that the Father has in him, right? So in a sense, yeah. we're becoming like like the father, right? This is sonship, right? Um, and this is the process that we're in. You know, um, even in our families, right? All of us guys, right? We're, we're in a process of, of, of sonship at one point, right? Uh, you were becoming like your fathers. And whether you didn't like your father, uh, whether you loved your father, you took on some aspects of your father. It, it's true, right? Um, and in our case here, we want to take on the total aspects of our father. We want to take on the total aspects of, 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 our, of, our, of our savior too, Jesus Christ, who is of the father and is the, of the fullness of the father. And the fullness of the father dwells within him. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So why is it important to know you're a son of God? And this, this kind of gets back to what John Cambio was saying. All right. 
John, why, why is it important to know you're a son? Why is it important to know that you're a son? Right. Well, I, I think identity is real, real important because people act uh, a lot of times uh, when you see like, like violence and stuff. People are acting out of insecurity. Uh, they're acting out of, a, out of a false identity. But if I know I'm a son of God, um, you just you act a different way. You know what I mean? When you walk into a room, you act a different way. You don't act like a moron. <laughs> uh, you, 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 you know what I mean? Because you know you know who you are, so you act in your true identity. So it is important uh, to know that you're a son. Is that your question? Yeah. No. No. I mean, anybody else? How do we? Why is it important to know you're a son of God? Let's hear from Mike. We haven't heard from Mike yet. Mike, come on in. Because uh, everything else is temporary, you know. Like, uh, like, you know, my mother will die, you know. Um, but God will always remain with me. And, it's important for me um, not having a father figure. I've well, I had a couple stepfathers, but uh, but you know, for me, it's, it's else is temporary. Everything in this world is temporary. The world will tell you tell you something different. Um, whereas, in God, will never abandon me. So, amen, amen, amen. Andre, what do you think? Why is it important to know you're a son of God? Any other thoughts? Ed Horton, I, I see you there. Go ahead, Eddie. Now, are you going to talk to us yeah. about friendship or, or sonship? <laughs> sonship. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to remind you of what you preached on uh, Thursday night. You preached on peace. It stills peace and it gives you peace. You know, peace is different than being at war with yourself all the time. Mm. They tell me the two biggest sellers today are guns and depression pills. And I don't want them. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's nice being 
son of God, because not only that, is you, he, he gives you favor. Amen. Oof. Man, that's a powerful word right there, favor. Oof. Yeah, My goodness. Well, that's what he seems any, to give me, because every time I walk the door, I'm praying on something. Yeah. Any, anybody in here want some favor today? You want favor yeah, in your life? Yeah, yeah, sure. uh, Andre, can you do me a favor? Can you, can you move your camera down just a little bit? Because your, your mouth is like cut off and it's weird. All right, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm going, man, I got to say something. That's weird. Johnny Rubiano, come on in. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I think everybody's on, but, but uh, my point of view on that is uh, why is it important? I think it defines our place and responsibility as Christians. Yeah. You know, it makes us realize that we are uh, God's children or sons, you know. So, and it kind of, um, and, and it built our trust in, in that position uh, as God the Father, and, you know, He's the Father and we're the Son. Amen. It kind of defines our position in Amen. our place. Amen. You know? Amen. Amen. Yeah, we need an identity, don't we? Yeah. You know, you, you have to have an identity. So, so when you when you would go to your parents' house, right, Bob Squeezy, you're at your mom's house right now. When you walk when you walk through the door, right, you didn't have to ring the bell, knock on the door. You just kind of open the door and walked in. You know, and, and and if you're if you're hungry, you just go to the fridge, you open the fridge up, you grab a drink, you grab something to eat, right? You you don't ask. You don't. It's it's home. Right. Uh, this is this is this is what what my inheritance is. This is what I can claim boldly. Right. And and when we're when we're sons, it's important to know you're a son because is, do, do you guys do any of you guys ever claim the promises of God? Yes. Right. If, if you're if you're if you don't know that you're a son, if you're not walking in, in the light of sonship, then it's impossible for you to claim the promises of God. Oh, you can claim them, but I don't know how, how legitimate that claim's going to be. But when I'm a son, I can boldly claim them with legitimacy because I have an inheritance. I, 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 I have just like walking into my father's house in Cranston, Rhode Island. I don't have to knock on the door. I just walk in the house. Hey, what's up, everybody? You know what I mean? If there's something on the stove, piece of fried chicken or something, like, hey, let me grab a piece of this chicken, take a bite, right? Because it's my father's house. Right? Who can tell me no? Right? And, 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 and knowing that also allows us to walk in a certain way. Right? Um, I believe one of you guys, I don't know which Johnny said it, but to walk, walk in an upright way to know, man, you know, we don't claim this, this sonship enough. I don't think we claim it, right? I mean, you might see, you might see me walking around my chest upright and be like, man, this guy thinks he's, he, he's stuck up or he thinks he's figuring... You know the the cat's meow, but the but the truth is is that I'm a son of God, and my father is the king of the world. He's the king of the universe, and you know, imagine if if you were the son of of the king of England or the king of France, you would you're royalty, and you would walk around in such a way that everyone would know that you're the king's son, right? So so why do we walk around with our heads down, you know, our chest sunken? Our backs bowed, right? Because, you know, and when we're calling ourselves sons of God, if we're the son of God, we're the son of the most high God, the Alpha and the Omega, then that means that we're, we're the son of the most powerful being in all of everything, 
Right? And we should walk around with that because it comes back to what Ed said. Favor. Favor and authority. Favor and authority. Right? We get, we get favor and we get authority. And those promises that are in the scriptures, we get to, pro- we get to, we get to uh, call on those promises and we get to expect that they're going to happen because we're sons. Now, does my father or had my father when I was in his house give me everything I asked for? No, he did not. He did not. But did that take away the fact that I was his son? It did not. It did not. Right? So God knows. Right? So yeah, we could ask for, for anything. Right? But he knows what's going to hurt us too. So he's not going to give us what's going to hurt us. But he's going to give us what glorifies him. Right? And usually when our hearts are connected to God's hearts, our desires are kind of his desires. So the things that we desire are the same things he desires. So he happily gives those freely to us. And, and that's how we see, when we start to operate in that function, we start to see that favor that Ed was talking about start to be rolled out before us. Right? Um, I'd rather have the favor of God than the blessings of God. Because yeah. the, favor, the favor of God is way more uh, potent and it goes f- much further and deeper than the blessings. The blessings are material. The blessings are, 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 um, the blessings are, are things that happen in our lives. And, but the favor, it, it's, it's kind of like your soul. It's kind of like it goes so much deeper. And it actually creates a continual blessing, right? A continual uh, walk in the movement of God. Hebrews 1, verses 1 and 3, it says, In the past... God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his power, powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Right? And Jesus said, Jesus said, if you, if you believe in me, you follow me, you will also have a seat in my father's table. Yeah. Right? Sons, inheritance. Right? You, you gain an inheritance. You, you gain an authority. You should walk in an authority. You should walk in an anointing because God the father is your father. And he's looking down on you. He's protecting you. He's watching over you. He's guiding you. That's powerful, man. Yeah. That's powerful. And so many of us guys, you know, maybe because of a lack of a father in our lives, uh, maybe because um, we didn't have good fathers in our lives, um, we don't understand the trueness of what the father brings into our life. Right? And because of that, we don't walk in the true sense of sonship. Right? But I'm here to tell you this morning. That your sons are the most high God. And because of that, you, you should be walking in an authority. You should be walking in an anointing. You should be walking in a power. Right? You should be able to speak things and things happen because of the authority that God has placed in your hands. I, I don't think that we take fully on, we don't take on the fullness of what God has for us. I think we, we kind of, we, we doubt ourselves, we doubt God, we doubt things, and we don't walk in the fullness of, of God. Right. Yeah. Um, so we talked about sonship. We talked about uh, why it's important to know you're a son. So if I'm a son, what's my responsibility? What's the responsibility of a son of God? What's our responsibility? Roger Sherman, haven't heard from you, man. Come on in. Talk to me. Give me some wisdom. Give me some wisdom. Uh, what's important is uh, 
listen to him, obey him. Obedience. Oh yeah, obedience. Uh, follow his commands. Follow uh, his walk because I want to follow. I want to be like him. And uh, you know, because I want to be like my dad. You know, as little kids watching our dads do all these things, we want to be like him. And that's what I want to be like him, be Christ-like. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. John Martino, you're awful quiet, man. Come on, man. What, what's our responsibility as a son of God? Uh, I kind of uh, go along with what Roger was just saying. Um, can I even defer for a minute, okay? Uh, I, I looked up this, this uh, sonship. And, uh, is it right to read it? Yeah, go ahead, man. This <clears throat> process through which a person who does not belong to a given family is formally brought into it and made full legal family member with with all rights and responsibilities of that possession. Woof. Powerful right there. Yeah, we're brought into the family and entitled to all the rights, but along with it, Along with it, now that you're a family member, you, you have some responsibilities. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, uh, and that's where, what, what Roger was saying with the God's word. He said, you, if, if you love me, you'll, uh, uh, you'll, you'll do what I say. Uh, um, uh, follow my instruction, I'm paraphrasing. But, um, yeah, and as I think as, as believers, let's face it, I think we, you know, we have an idea what that means, what you're called to do. Uh, and not just putting it in action. Mm. Uh, saying and doing are two different things. Amen. 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 Bob Squeezy, what are your thoughts? I see you. We'll come right to you, Ed. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was just, um, I was just listening to everybody's uh, responses and, and just right on the head with that, with the, um, you know, not only do we get the inheritance ship, but we have to take that responsibility. Um, you know, and that, you know, part of that responsibility is definitely, like Roger said, being obedient to him, you know, uh, walking the walk, talking the talk. Um, you know, uh, I, 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 there's something that's been on my heart um, for the last couple of days. Um, You've been reading and hearing a lot about, and I, and I don't want to defer this to, to anything uh, negative, but, uh, you know, there's, uh, yesterday, uh, I forgot where, where the church was, but uh, they, somebody, uh, protesters or whatever, cut, cut, beheaded the statue of Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah. And I was thinking, yeah. you know, all the, you know, the Confederate statues, the, all these statues, you know, that, you know, I really don't really have a feeling either way on them, but but that really hurt. That hit home when I heard that they they've been doing this. They've been defacing the statues of Jesus our churches. Um, you know, and and, and you know, I almost feel like I you know like you know like Brother Roger, you know, took it upon himself to make that cross and 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 drive it down and and place it at at the George Floyd site. You know, I've been I've been trying to think like, what can I do to to make a change with that? And and I just, uh, I don't know if empty and it's Bob, 
I think it's, wouldn't that be part of, of, of this, you know, don't we have a responsibility to, to protect our Lord and Savior and his image? Yeah, yeah no, you know, I, I, I think it is sad when you see people defacing uh, the statue of Jesus, but that's not Jesus. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. okay. You know, I mean, he, no, no. they can't deface him. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, should that make you should that make you angry? Yeah, I think it should, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. So Jesus said, Jesus said, um, "What's the worst? What's the worst thing that that we could do?" Blaspheme. Blaspheme. Yeah. Blaspheme what? Blaspheme what, Ed? Finish that. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Correct. Yeah. Right? He said, you can talk about me. Yeah. You can say what you want about me. But the worst thing would be to, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. So so Jesus knows there's going to be those that say and do things that come against him. Right? That he's That's been the nature of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Since the day he was born. Right, that's been his nature, right? Um, but but that shouldn't that shouldn't um, put fear in us. That should embolden us, right? Because because it goes back to exactly what we're saying here, right? That as sons of God, it doesn't matter if they if they destroy a a, a, a statue, right? Yeah. yeah. Look look at this look at this zoom picture right here. I I, I see nine faces of God right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every Christian that's walking is the face of God, right? Uh, every man that's walking is, is being coming Christ-like. They can't, they can't destroy all of us. He's, he's all, he's everywhere, right? He's in every yeah. single one of us, right? They want to destroy a trophy, a uh, statue. Yeah. Go for it, man. Wow. God ain't in that statue. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not in the statue, bro. He's in me, right? He's in me, right? Um. I'm going to come to Ed, then you, Alan, all right? Yeah, uh, Wes, Pastor Wes. One thing I don't like about a lot of this stuff, you don't sponge history, you learn from it. Some of these people want to wipe out history. I just happen to have an, uh, an uncle that came from Russia, fought in the Red Army in World War II, and got because he's deceased now. And that's the first thing they did when the communists took over. They tore up all the statues of Jesus, burned everything down, and wiped out all history. What I really wanted to say before, I wanted to touch on something Roger said about obedience. Obedience is key. Stop and think your obedience. It, it comes with promises. Like I, I hate to mention this, but in Malachi, it talks about tithing. He, he comes with quite a promise there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Obedience. Amen. Alan? I was just thinking, um, you know, the statue and things like that. You know, oh, how many no. think of how sad it is that people put the Jesus on the dashboard, the Jesus on the statue, and how many people pray to the haters and they don't even know who he is. Yeah. You know, and speaking of sonship, and Jesus said that he was about his father's business. Mm, amen. You know, and if I can put this this way, it's going to sound kind of backwards, but he walked around with like a pure arrogance. Huh. Yeah. He was not in a way that was bad, but he, he, he put it out there. You know, he called things out the way they were. 
he spoke the truth in love. He, he, he did what he had to do. He prayed for people. He, 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 he laid hands on people. You know, when I think about it, yeah. how many times that I've had those opportunities and said, you know, that's to myself, that's silly. That person won't accept this. Huh? You know, and I'm yeah. talking it out. <laughs> you, you, you looked at it like the trades, a, a apprentice carpenter. We looked at it, you know, God, the master carpenter. Jesus has a journeyman carpenter because he's there. You know, he has what the master has. If we're apprentice, we should be doing what he did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We, we are his hands on this earth right now. Mm. We are his, his mouth. And, mm. huh. Hallelujah. You know, Amen. To, to put it that yeah. backwards way, we should have that pure kind of mm. arrogance that is loving. Mm. You know, not, not in a proud, prideful way, but, you know, we should be, like you say, standing upright with our shoulders up, our backs up, our head up, and our mouth uh, open. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, Amen. It's not the statues, you know, they can come down and the, the plastic Jesus on the dashboard can get thrown in the trash. It doesn't matter. We're, they don't know who we are. Amen. Amen. So God, forgive, them, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. For they know not what they yeah. do. Uh, that's just what it is. That's it. No, not chill. Roger. They know not what they do. Yeah, I just want to touch on a couple things, but uh, the obedience is like, you know, obeying God, listening to what he says, and uh, developing the sonship because he trusts me. I'm following his precepts, what he wants me to do. Brings me back to where Pastor West is able to walk into his father's house and grab a piece of chicken out of the pan <laughs> without even asking. Without even asking. Okay? <laughs> that... That there is his sonship because, you know, his father knows my son coming into my house and grabbing a piece of chicken is is perfectly fine. But that's the same thing with God. I mean, the things that we do is perfectly fine, but you have to be in obedient with God in, in all we do hmm. for God, Christ-like. And so we can be walking in Christ walking like Christ and doing these things of Christ. And it's okay because God said it's okay to do. Hmm. Yeah. Amen. Follow up with Alan was saying, um, are we being Christ-like? Are we being that way? Hmm. And we just said we ought, we should, we should, but are we? Right. <clears throat> say we should, we are, but you know, are we? That, that's hmm. a real tough one right there. That, that world is really tough and, uh, like I said it last week, you know, fully surrendered. Um, you know, that's a real tough one. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, one of the one of the things that I I always um, I'm always trying to keep in my mind and in my thoughts, right? Uh, I'm always reminding myself of right. So, kind of like thinking what Bob said, you know, like you know, kind of feeling like I should do something, but I'm kind of you know sitting here thinking, what what can I do, and I'm at a loss, right? Hey. Um. But the thing is, right, so here's the thing. Before before any big move of God can happen, um, a move in you has to happen. Yeah, right? yeah. God's, God's going God's gonna to work in us way before he works in the world. Right? Yeah. 
And then, then it's through us that he works in the world, right? So, so, and, and, and I say that to say this, um, as, as we think about things that, that we would like to do to help the world, right? Um, we would be foolish to think that we can affect the world if we're not allowing God to affect us, right? Um, God's got to do the work in me. He's got he's to gotta, he's gotta bring me along in the process of sonship before I can affect the world, right? If he has sent the disciples out prior to that three years, three and a half years of walking with him, right, they would have failed miserably, right? But there had to be a work in them. He had, that's why he said, aren't you guys, you guys got to get this because I can't stay forever, right? There had to be a work in them done before he could send them out and then be effective. So there has to be a work in us done before God will send us out to be effective in our communities, our homes, our uh, in the world, right? And and that's and that's the that's the thing about sonship. Sonship is that process, and and I get it. Believe me, I, I like to go out and um, somehow say the magical words, and 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 God's glory just descend on everything and and and, and change stuff. But what we have to remember is that there's a there's a process of a plan that's in effect. And, and this plan of God has been going on since the time of Adam. And it, it's going to go on until Jesus comes back. And even after that, right? So when we're all playing a part in this plan, so we got to pay up. We got to play our part, right? Whatever part that is, we have to play that part. And then, and then once we play that part, as we play that part, God's plan is, is becoming uh, a reality. It's getting processed through, right? And we are affecting uh, the world. We are affecting things. And, and, and to have our hearts kind of hurt or our hearts uh, go out to see the struggles of the world, that's a good thing because I believe that's Jesus in us showing us and revealing to us the struggles of the world. And when we see that through his eyes, um, that, should, that should affect our hearts. That should give us like a, a desire to to want to make a change, right? But before we can make that change in the world, we have to allow him to make the change in us. Right before Roger, before Roger can make the cross and bring it right, God has to make a change in Roger. So, because here's the thing: if Roger, if Roger makes the cross and he brings it, and and because anybody can make a cross, right? I mean, pretty much anybody can say, you know what, I want to make a cross and I want to bring it over there. And they don't, they don't even know Jesus, but they just want to make a cross. They just think it's a good idea. They can do that and they can bring the cross, but what what anointing is going to be on that cross? How, what effect is that course going to really have unless the person who made it is coming with the right heart? Yeah, right. It, it's in that process. Yeah you, don't want, yeah, you don't want to do it in a prideful way, right? Well, it's more than that, right? It's more than that. It, it, it's, it's the heart. It's the heart to, 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 to please God. It, it's the heart to, to uh, do as God tells us to do. It's a heart to follow Jesus, right? It's that, that thing in us the Spirit says to Roger... Hey, I think you should make that cross. And he's being obedient to the Spirit by making the cross. And now when he does that, through that process, that that now becomes a powerful instrument. That becomes a powerful instrument of change. But before Roger could, could make the cross and it become a powerful instrument of change, God had to do the work in Roger. See, before Roger might have made a cross, but he, he took it somewhere and, and left it somewhere and it didn't have any effect at all. Right, maybe because there was no work done in him, but now the work's done in him. He makes the cross. He brings it. There's a powerful change. 
As a matter of fact, I, I guarantee anyone who's seen that cross, that walked by that cross, something has struck them. As a matter of fact, I think they were baptizing at that place. They were people were getting saved there, right? So, 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 so there's a there's a there's a powerful anointing that goes with us when we allow God to do the work in us first, right? And that and that goes down to to my question, right? Back to my question, which was what was your responsibility as a son of God? And that's to proclaim the Father. Yeah. Our major responsibility as sons of God is to proclaim the Father. Jesus' walk on this earth was to proclaim the Father. See, there's a, there's a process uh, with the Trinity, right? And it all leads to the Father. So the Spirit of God is here. What's the Spirit's job here? What, do you, what is the Spirit's job here, guys? What do you think? What's that? To guide us? What else? What else? No, what's his number one job? Truth. Yeah, what's that truth going to do? Yeah. See, we, we, we don't even know what the Holy Spirit's number one job is on this earth. Right? The Holy Spirit's, the Holy Spirit's number one job on this earth. And if we go back... And like Ed said, if we go back to if we go back to Thursday night when I was preaching, he said the Spirit, he's gonna leave the Spirit here as the advocate, right? Who's gonna remind you of who I am? Who's gonna remind you of everything that I've said? Who's gonna point you in the right direction? The number one job of the Holy Spirit is to point you to Jesus Christ. Yeah, true. That's his job. His job is to come and point us to, to, to Jesus. And he does that by, by bringing us through the word. He does that by life experiences. He brings us to Jesus, right? That's the job of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' job is to point us to the Father. He says, I do as my Father does, right? I, I, I am like my Father, right? And you too should be like the Father, right? So, so his job is to point us to the Father. So the Spirit's job is to point us to Jesus. Jesus' job is to point us to the Father. It all leads to the Father, so our job, our responsibility, our name, number one responsibility is to proclaim the Father. Yeah. Right? If we, look, if we look like the Father, then we must proclaim the Father. You know, it's like, it's like this. When you're a little kid, you, sometimes you could go places, right? And you could walk yeah. in and go, hey, you're Jimmy's son, ain't you? You look just like Jimmy. Right? Like, yeah, that's my father. Yeah, you look just like him. So, so everything that you do reflects back to him. Right? When you're running around, little milk head on the block, running around, right? Everything you did reflected back to your father. Right? Mm. And, and, and the reports came back to your father. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's the same way, guys. As we become more Christ-like, as we walk in this process of sonship, right? Mm. We become more and we begin to look more like our father. And as we begin to act and look more like our father and proclaim him, right? All the glory... Goes back to him, but then too, all our craziness goes back to him as well, right? So, so we can we can do things that are wrong, and people that know we're Christians will say, "See that? Look at that Christian. See that? That can't be God. I don't know who that is, right?" Or they can say, "Look at that Christian. Wow, God's working in his life. He serves a mighty God." And if we look in Scripture, if we look in Scripture, we see plenty of times where because they were acting and walking like their father. God was proclaimed throughout the whole world. God was proclaimed throughout the whole nation, right? Um, I see a couple guys. We'll go with um, Johnny Campbell. Do you have your hand up? No, I think Mikey did. 
right, Mikey. I, yeah, I saw you first, Mikey. Go ahead. And we'll come to you, Andre. Yeah, just, just one, uh, just one thing that's been uh, keeps on coming into my heart is just uh, responsibility of being a son is uh, sharing my testimony on uh, what he's done for me and, and and how he's how he's forgiven me. <laughs> yeah. He's released me from addiction. He's released me from suicidal thoughts. All those things, you know. You know that's that's my, that's my father. That's my responsibility as a son is to say, this is this is my father. This guy, Amen. he'll never leave me off, nor forsake me. He'll Amen. always be there. Amen. Amen. That, that's just for me. That's just that's one thing that really stands out, you know, for me. Yep, and that's and that's proclaiming the father. Um, Andre, Johnny Rubes, I'm gonna have you come in. I, I see your light turning green. I don't know if you wanted to come in or if you're, or if you're making noises over there. But we'll come to Andre. Then when Johnny, if you have something, we'll come to you. Okay, Andre. <laughs> oh, I was just, I was saying the the, the likeness you were talking about. I'm reading a, a book on by Tony Evans on spiritual discipline. Yeah, and um, there was a, a a professor that was on um, a, a college campus and. He looked out from a distance and he saw this gentleman that looked like Tony, walked like Tony, you know. And then when he finally uh, went up to the gentleman, he said, "You're Tony Evans, up. And you know, it's the same type thing, you know. You know, you know, when you talk about being a being a, being a son of, of God, we have to, you know, we have to as much as we can in our hearts and in our minds. Johnny Rubes, did you have something? Amen. You know, um, uh, Colossians 1, 13 and 19, or 13 to 14, um, it says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, <laughs> in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. All right, John 20, verse 21 says, Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I sent, I'm sending you. 
right? So, so Jesus, Jesus comes as a representation of the Father, right? And as the Father sent him, right, he now sends us, right? As a representation of the Father, right? We, yeah. we, we glorify the Father. You glorify the Father in everything that you do, right? Yeah. When, you, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you entered into the process, into the, into the contract of sonship. And, and, and in that process of sonship, right, you're becoming more like Christ because Christ is like the Father, right? And as you start to mature and develop, the things that you do, right, reflects the Father. That's why when you do things that are good that reflect the Father, when you, when you walk in Christ-likeness, right, and he looks down at you and he sees the blood of Christ covering you, and he says, uh, he goes, that's good, right, then we receive his favor, yeah. right? We receive the favor of God, and he, and he walks beside us, lightening our path before us. He, it says, Scripture says he goes ahead of us. So that means even before you get there, people already know about you. Right? People already know about you before you get there. I know you like that one, Ed. Right? He goes, he goes ahead of us. That's his favor. Right? That's his favor. Right? And, that's, and that's, that's what sonship is all about. Right? That's why it's so important. It's so important that we, that we understand who we are in God. It's so important. It's, the very, it's, it's, it's everything. It's everything. Right? If we can't get that, right, I don't know how effective we can be. I really don't, right? Um, first, 1 John, 1 John chapter 14, it says, And we have seen and, and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and, and they in God. Yeah. Right? Man, what a blessing, bros. God lives with us, man, and in us, and, and he's making us more like him. Every single day, he's making us more like him. And does that mean that that's going to be an easy struggle? No, it's not, right? Each and every one of us is going to be different, right? Because each and every one of us has experiences. Each and every one of us has to go through certain things. Each and every one of us has a different walk, right? A different call, right? So because of that, our experience with God is going to be a little bit different, right? It should all be the same in that, in that Jesus Christ is our Savior, and we're all becoming Christ-like. It should all be the same in that aspect, but it yeah. may look a little different as we walk because our walks are different. Yeah. All right. Um, what type of love should we have for our sons? Unconditional. Yeah. Agape. Agape, Agape love. Yeah. 1 John 4, verse 10. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Ephesians 1. What's that? That's a promise right there. That's a promise. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1. Four to six. For he chose us in him before the creations of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with the pleasure and will, with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace 
which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Hallelujah. 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 All through Jesus, man, all because of him, we begin, we get sonship, right, through God's glorious grace. And because of that, we get to show him and we get to prove him to the world. Scripture says that the, that the earth is eagerly awaiting for the sons of God to be revealed. Back to like what Alan said. For the sons of God to be revealed, that's the sons acting, walking, looking, doing what God's called us to do. Yep. Right? Then the earth, the earth, the creation. God, not, not, the, not the world as we see the world, the people, but the creation of God. The creation itself eagerly awaits for you. Eagerly awaits for you. Because, it, because the creation was created for you. It was created, it was created for you to inhabit, for you to, to, to have dominance over, right? And that was stolen way back when, when Adam decided to eat from the fruit. So since that time, the creation has been waiting for the sons of God to be revealed. Whew. My goodness. My goodness. And, 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 and the process, see, here's, here's where the connection comes in, right? So we want to connect this all, right? So the connection comes in, the process of sonship. Right, as we walk through it, right, is through the attitudes. So as we walk through the Beatitudes, right, all those virtues, those virtues are what are making us into Christ-likeness. So that's the process of sonship. As we walk through the virtues of humility and, and compassion and passion and purity and diplomacy and, uh, and courage. You know, as we walk through those virtues, what's happening is, is we're becoming more Christ-like. We're walking into the process of sonship to more to look more like God, our Father. Isn't that blessing? That's 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 powerful right there. Yeah. Can I add to that, Pastor West? Sure. Go ahead, Johnny. Pastor West. Go ahead, John. You can't see me there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have the video. Yep. But you know, I want to share something with everybody, and that is. I, I realized the love of God, you know, this past week. Uh, Mary and I were watching uh, the movie uh, The Apostle. And Robert DeWilde picked up this little baby, even though it was a movie. He picked up this baby and said, how many people realize that this baby, let's say it was Jesus, you know, had uh, nails in his, uh, in his palms, and, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I started realizing as a father, and we're talking about sonship, but there's another side to sonship, and that is fathership, mm -hmm. you know? And I started realizing, I said, I have a son. Would I sacrifice my son as God the Father sacrificed mm -hmm. his son, you know, for us, having him tortured, nailed to the cross, you know, it was a sentence to death, you know, and it wasn't a very nice sentence. You know, how many of us would, would have the love for, some, for someone else to sacrifice our only son? You know what I mean? Mm. It really made me realize the, the power of the love that God has for us as his children to send his only son. Amen. To be Amen. Like that. Amen. So true. And, 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 and I'm going to share that because it was so meaningful this past week. You know? Yeah, and you know, right now, right. So, we're, like we said last week, right, we're gonna we're gonna start to go through the roles of men.
And uh, today we're doing sonship, but fatherhood, we're going to walk through fatherhood next week, right? Uh, and, and that's right. I mean, Johnny's right, yeah. right? And we'll touch on that a whole lot. We'll talk about that a whole lot next yeah. week, right, as we talk about yeah. fatherhood. Um, what are the three types of sons? Father, son, and Holy Ghost. No, that's the Trinity, Ed. That's the Trinity. Yeah, <laughs> What are the three types of sons? And which are we? And are, you, are you referring as a spiritual son, a doctor's son, and a genetic son, or a biological son? Yeah, yeah. Close. 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 Yeah, okay. So what is Jesus? Begotten. Begotten. Jesus is begotten. begotten. Right? What's, what's begotten mean? No, no, no. What's begotten mean? One day we will all be begotten. Right? One one day we all will be begotten. But we're not begotten right now. But Jesus was begotten. Begotten means of the same kind. Right? So Jesus was the true son of God of the same kind. Just like God. Right? Son, the created son. So Adam, right. Right, Ed's right. Adam is the created son. So God created Adam. Adam yeah. Right? So you had the begotten son, the created son, and then you have the adopted son. Right? Yeah. Right now, we're the adopted sons. Right? Because when Adam bit the apple, that kind of messed yeah. things up a little bit. Right? Yeah. So we, we, we fell out and we're not in the lineage. We're not in the lineage of of Jesus, so to speak. So we were grafted in. And by us being grafted in, we were basically adopted in. Yeah. Right? But the good thing is, is that when Jesus comes back, right, in, in the end of this thing, we'll all become begotten sons. We all become of the same kind. Right? But right now, we're adopted sons. We're grafted in. The, the Israelites, the Jewish people, right, are... are um, Well, I get they would be like almost adopted too, but not, but more so than us, right? In a sense of yeah. son of, of family, um, but we were grafted in into uh, Jesus, Jesus' world, right? Um, and and check this out. So his is pretty cool uh, scripture uh, that I found that I think uh, kind of wraps this whole thought up, right? So Galatians four, and I'm gonna look at verses one through seven. Um, it says. What am I what I what I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age he is no different from a slave although he owns the whole estate the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the set time by his father so also when we were under age we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world but when the time when the when the set time had fully come god sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into, into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. <laughs> that wraps it up, man. Galatians, he wraps it up. Right. 
We, we, were, we were lost. We were lost, right? God created. He wanted everybody that he created. It's supposed to be Adam and his family started with them. And, and supposedly from that point, we were all supposed to just inhabit the earth as sons and family of God. But Satan came in and messed that plan up. But God's good because he already had another plan, right? So he started his plan of, of creating and, and, and making his sons the way that he wants them to be made. And that's what Thank you for tuning in to today's Rally Point Men's Meeting, where Pastor Wes and the men of Rally Point discussed sonship. I pray that you receive something today and that uh, you will go on and live your day and the rest of your life as true sons of the Most High God. You are sons. Be blessed.